Episode of Hyrule Podcasters. I'm your co-host Pat, and I'm your co-host Ben. On this podcast, we usually play through each game in Nintendo's Zelda franchise. You got that right. Uh, but today, we're not going to play a game because we're in between seasons. Instead, we're going to bring you some live reactions from E3, which was just yesterday for here. Here in the U.S. for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't seen all the news. I believe Ben has watched the whole thing. Am I correct? I did. I watched it live mm-hmm. at, uh, yesterday. Yep. But I know some of the tidbits, and I'm excited to find out a little bit more. And then we're going to kind of do a preview of our upcoming season, which is going to launch next week. Correct. Um, where we're going to read through some of the instructional booklet for uh, A Link to the Past, which we're both super excited to play. Yeah, we uh, we got we were a part we we became a part of this community, the audio only let's play community. And one of the things that they said is you should definitely read the manual for these older games. Mm-hmm. And they're one hundred percent correct. I actually spent I'm on vacation right now. I spent my morning reading through the manual. Oh, cool! And there's just so much. <laughs> it's amazing how much information is in there. I went back and yeah. reread read the first for the first two games, and they would have been so helpful if you had no idea. What you're doing. I've always played those games just like jumping into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one of the things that my friend David, who's recently started developing games on a very like uh, small level, I might have mentioned him in the first season, um, pointed out was that he doesn't like games where you have to read a lot in the game and you need a lot of instructions. He mm. prefers the Mario method where you walk to the right. Oh, what's that? Jump on it. Got it. What's that? Do a thing. Um, but what I'm realizing is that these old games have so much information in the manuals and very they cool do. artwork yes. and some added lore, but you know, and important instructions that might you know have made uh, the times that I tried to play uh, the Adventure of Link a lot easier. <laughs> and so we've been able to find pretty much, in, and we'll link to it on Twitter and in the show notes. Uh, the manual comes right from Nintendo. They mm. have digitized a lot of manuals from older games. And so that's what we're going to be going through. So uh, with that, I think we should uh, jump into some of the news that we got at yesterday's Nintendo Direct and just uh, get some initial thoughts um, from both of us. So the first thing, obviously the biggest news to come out was the little uh, Game & Watch thing. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest news? That's the most important thing that happened yesterday at the Nintendo Direct. Because what Patrick and I both need is another device to play The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening are all going to be on this little tiny device. And uh, and I I even love that they're going to have the the timer and the clock are like playable levels. Yeah, the clock being a playable level is actually really cool and kind of sold me on... The fact that I need this, even though I don't need this. I, I mean, you have like 14 Game Boys. I have about 18 now, I think. Okay. You just gave me a 2DS. I did give you so a 2DS. I'm almost yeah. in the 20s, I believe. It's a lot. 
I was at the uh, Nintendo store in Times Square a couple weeks ago, and I think you are competing with them for your display of handheld Nintendo devices. Yeah, I don't have a micro mm. Game Boy. If anybody has a micro out there you're willing to sell, let us know. We'll, we'll pick that up just to yeah, complete I, the collection. I had a friend who was going to give me one, and then he didn't give it to me, whatever. And a micro plays advanced games? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think that's what we're looking at. Gotcha. So this little Game & Watch thing is cute. It's like got some green and tan colors. Um, classic classic Zelda, classic NES Zelda. And you can play The Legend of Zelda, the first game. You can not play the second Legend of Zelda game. And see, this is where you can tell, if, if you follow us on Twitter, you can tell which of us runs the Twitter account right. because on the Twitter account we're very we're very pro adventure of link. Yes. Uh, so if that's any the, indication as to who is running the Twitter account for us. And on the Instagram account we're not <laughs> very pro uh very pro the adventure of link. Oh, my. Um if you're watching the video you would know this but since most of you aren't we're wearing matching yes. Link to the Past shirts. You got these at the grocery store in Toledo? Kroger's in Toledo. Gotta love it. When I was picking up my pickles. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, but in all seriousness, that looks like a fun little gimmicky device. A little, little thing that I will play when I'm riding the subway into work and that kind of stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And if I had one, I'd keep it in the box and, you know, maybe we'll get two and play one and keep one in the box. Um... The big news that everybody's been aching for, aching for would be correct. is this new uh, trailer, the first trailer for Breath of the Wild two, which is why I called you all breathers of the wild. I guess wild. the second teaser. The sec because we had a teaser two years ago. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even watch. It. Oh, you didn't see that one with like Link and Zelda like walking together? No, like in the cave. Not interested. I was like, this game is so far out at this point that like I'm oh, going to see fair. something that's not going to be the game. Okay, that's So fair. what's yeah. the point? Nintendo. So I have been following Nintendo my whole life. I never assume of course. that they're going to put something out on time, but they're always no. going to have a good product. Absolutely. So I just avoided it. But this, you know, this has a lot of cool stuff. So we're just going to um, walk through it real quick. It seems that there's something on Link's arm. So the... The teaser starts off with the darkness, and there's some burning embers and a purple sky. And a lot of calamity going on here. It looks like there's some calamity, like, taking over Link's hand. There's, like, a, a mummy-looking guy. Like that a zombie Ganondorf on. or something. Yeah, something like that. Zelda seems to fall down into an endless pit. I'm pretty sure they did that, so that way we know she's not going to be a playable character. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's smart. And now you're falling out of the sky. And you have very long hair. Mm -hmm. You have like a green tunic. I'm glad that they went like, back to the green thing on. Yeah, I um, like the champion blue. It's cool. Yeah, but they're kind of rewriting the series. And then you get some gameplay. It looks like there's a rock creature with bad guys on it. Which is just awesome. Here they're showing like your arm looks like it's like a has like the Sheikah slate capabilities. Yeah, you're shooting fire out of like a dragon uh -huh. head on your arm. You're dripping upward, backwards through the floor. So it's like it's kind of looked like there's some like cloud cities or something going on, kind of like Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they might be like tying in some of that lore. Which 100%, I wasn't going to play the Skyward Sword remake, and they just made me want to play the Skyward Sword remake. There you go. Because of this, uh, of this trailer. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah, really. And then the castle seems to rise up and have all types of goopy Ganon stuff underneath it. Yeah. And there's just a long shot of the castle just there lingering in the air. And I think this is the last shot, and it fades out very slowly. Which is a great little teaser. 
and 2022 Which is the last thing that you see. I would like to remind everyone that December 31st, 2022 is still 2022. <laughs> that so, is technically 2022. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. It might come out uh, Christmas. It's like I work for a software company, and we tell people, oh, it'll be in Q3. And we like to remind people, September 30th is the end of Q3, and that still counts because it's in Q3. Yes. Yes. Um, so... We'll have to uh, see what happens here. So, so I think that I'm I'm excited to have uh, Link have a little like Samus arm kind of thing going on. Oh yeah, because Metroid and Mega Man are my favorites. So give Link a little arm cannon is really cool looking. I like that his hair is a little longer and shaggier. I'm down with that. Um, I think that I'm. I don't know if we're gonna get a bird or not. Oh, a Skyloft, Skywing, whatever those things are called, Loftwing. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like you're just like doing the doing the paragon. But you just never know. I mean, they're gonna probably come out with something pretty incredible, and uh, I'm excited to play. Do you have any other final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think that um, I'm interested to see if Ganon's coming back mm. because this is the first sequel. This is the first direct sequel really since The Legend of Zelda. The rest of um are like offshoots and occur in different times. Oh, I see. And none of them are really supposed to happen well, Majora's directly Mask. after yeah. the games. Yeah. Is Majora's Mask directly after? It's directly after the Ocarina of Time, but only for Child Link. Ah, okay. Because that's where the split happens is in Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So it's a split for one of the timelines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is Ganon in Majora's Mask? Uh, I have not played it in a while, but I, I don't, don't believe. I don't think he is. So I'm I'm curious to see if they got another enemy, yeah. um, and just basically how they're gonna rewrite this entire series using this game, yeah. Because this is you know they have now reset the timeline, right? Everything converges at Breath of the Wild, and right. now they're taking it in a new direction, and I you know I'm into it. Let's see what happens. So there were a few other things in the Nintendo Direct. Um, there was a new Smash guy. Um, uh, debuted um, a new Smash guy. Do you know who it was? Uh, it just if you scroll up a little bit, I can I can see it. Um, Kazuya. Oh. oh, okay, from uh, Tekken. And he's from Tekken, which is which is cool. I know a lot of people in the Discord. One of the Discords I'm in was really excited about the Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, which mm-hmm. is coming to the Switch. Uh, which I think that's a that's an old uh, JRPG series that people have been pretty excited about. So I know oh, people are excited about that. Cool. We're both personally excited for WarioWare and the new uh, Mario Party. Oh, yeah. We've been finally able to Mario Party it up. This is our first uh, podcast that we're airing where we're sitting next to each other and recording. Right. We did a merch video together a couple weeks ago at my place. Now we're at Patrick's place. We played Mario Party 4 for the GameCube last night. Yeah. Yeah. As you can imagine, it it was some bullshit. We're not. No. We're keeping it in. Because that's the only way to talk about Mario. Now we're taking the curse word out <laughs> so right. that the children can listen. Um, <laughs> but then the last thing that they kicked off Nintendo Direct with, I don't know if you knew that, but the, the first the first thing they kicked off with was um, uh, Metroid Dread. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love Metroid so much. It's absolutely, it, I mean, it's your favorite or is yeah, Mega Man your favorite? Uh, you know, I feel like they're two very different things. Mega Man is my favorite, uh, just like pick up and play on a whim game. Right. 
But Metroid, you can really get, like, immersed in. Okay. So, you know, Desert Island games are going to be Metroid games because Mega Man just gets redundant. Whereas Got Metroid, it. you have a whole planet to explore. Sure, seems. that makes sense. Um, it looks like it's a direct sequel to Fusion. Um, or at least it was the game that was going to come out after Fusion. And I've probably played Fusion a hundred times because um, it was handheld and I could play it on the subway when I was living in Queens. Is Fusion the one where you have the, the Samus X? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got the okay. parasite, and then you got the like it seems fully equipped Samus. Uh, I don't know if it's fully equipped um, from Super Metroid hunting you, and it is terrifying. It is, it is, it is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, um, and you know Samus looks pretty cool. She seems to have like some cool white armor on. The gameplay looks directly. Um, Related to or based on the most recent Samus, Samus Returns, yeah, or Return of Samus, one of the two, yeah. Um, the remake of the, the sequel, which was just so fun to play, even though I'm very familiar with that original game for Game Boy. That uppercut is just that uppercut mechanic is so much fun, it's fun, it really is, yes. Um, and I mean, I just love a, I just love a Metroid game, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm gonna be able to play that handheld, which is just really great. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. What else do we got here? Oh, the Calamity, uh, Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity DLC. I was playing Hyrule Wars. I borrowed it from our friend Henry, um, and he saw that this DLC was coming out, so I gave it back to him. But I will pick it oh, back like up. Henry? For... Like Henry? Henry? Yeah, like Henry Dragonflow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that Henry. Okay, not Henry Zhang. Oh no. Okay. I don't know if Henry Zhang knows about our podcast. We He's still a gamer. I should hit him up. Anyway, not to give all hey! his, uh, not to, not to dox his him social here on security podcast. name number is. Um, yeah, I, think so, it, I think Hyrule Wars would be a fun game to play, like local co-op with someone. Yeah, I, I played agree. the demo by myself, but it'd be really fun to just be running around Hyrule Field, just slashing oh, people yeah. with other with somebody else. Oh, that would be a blast. Yeah, you know, it kind of lost me. I was trying to play it while watching TV. <laughs> The two screen, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, like, wanted more of my attention than I could give it. Um, so next time I try to play it, I'm just going to let it be the only thing that I'm paying attention to. Cool. Um, well, I mean, that were those were, I think, the main highlights from the Nintendo Direct. But I can say, you know, I historically didn't pay a lot of attention when E3 was coming around and whatnot. I think doing this podcast... And the, some of the Discord channels were in and stuff have, or servers have made me just a little bit more aware of what was going on. So I was certainly, I had some, I was trying not to get my hopes burnt out, you know, but I yeah. was, I was thinking they were probably going to do something related to Zelda. Um, and getting another trailer was really exciting. The Samus news was excellent. They let us know yeah. that Metroid Prime 4 is still being worked on. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, think a lot of giving people... us a 2D uh, or a side scroller while they work on. Seems Prime, which reasonable. is like, thank you. Those games, I mean, uh, I understand a lot of work goes into every video game, but I'm like, how many ideas are there out there for 2D Metroid games? Just give us one. Right. And again, I don't ask a lot from Nintendo because you're just going to be disappointed if you want too much. But I'm so excited to play another 2D Metroid. I'm like, you know, I... When this Breath of the Wild 2 game actually has a release date and pre-orders are up, then I'll let myself be super excited about it. In the meantime, I'll say I'm intrigued and I'm happy that people are, you know, excited about it themselves. My suggestion is go back and play Breath of the Wild again or one of the, I don't know how many Zelda games there are out there. But, like, go play an old Zelda game. Don't sit around 
uh, waiting for this game to come out. Uh, just let it inspire you to play some of the old games and maybe play through uh, Link to the Past with us, which we're starting uh, next week. Yep. Uh, and if you're waiting for something else, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered comes out on June 25th. Oh, yeah! Which Very is cool. what my mom got me for my birthday. That's awesome. And I'm excited to play it. So Lucky you. I'm trying to convince him to get the uh, the physical. Yeah. We had a debate last night. We're not going to have it here. I think what we're going to do is skip Beetle and hop right we're in. We're not doing an We're ad skipping today. Beetle. No okay, ads. No ads. No ad, just an in-betweener. All right. Um, so we're going to take a hard cut. We'll mention that in the notes, uh, and we're going to take a look at the manual for Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So here we go. All right. Um, you know, it tells you, read this before you do anything, because it might... Uh, you know, read it carefully, blah, blah, blah. There's an official Nintendo seal of quality. Um, like this right here. Asks you to read through the booklet. The game pack has a battery backup function to record the progress of the game, which I learned when I um, got my hands on an original in the, in the box copy of uh, Legend of Zelda for NES. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, there's a little battery that has the save state. So oftentimes you have to replace that battery before you resell them, which if I would have read the thing, I would have known that 20 years ago instead of 20 days ago. So then we're shown here the contents. And so this manual is 49 pages long. We see there's a six-page introduction. Uh, it very nicely kind of gives us some basic information here in the table of contents about how to move, mm -hmm. what our A, B, Y and X buttons do. Something to remember is that this game is on the Super Nintendo, which means it has four buttons for us to deal with. Yeah, and um, I've played some NES games using an SNES controller, and it doesn't feel great. I gotta say, it's veering from the topic a little, we played the GameCube last night. I love that controller. It's a great controller. That big A button is really cool. I like how they're... I, I don't think they're ever going to go back to having the buttons different sizes, but I really like that. Um, so, yeah, so let's, uh, let's dive the into The artwork is really cool. You got a picture mm -hmm. of the Master Sword right here with some engraving underneath and it. Probably in Hylian. Yes. All right, so we have four pages of text. Are we going to read this? No, we're not going to. We're, we're just, not going to read We're it. just going to look through it. So. I think the people on Discord are going to make fun <laughs> of us for not reading Creation this. Creation of Hyrule. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. Uh, has some really cool artwork. It has here. the three goddesses blowing wind at people groveling before them, and they kind of look like Zelda. They look um, a little bit like Zelda for sure. Gates to the Golden Land. Here's some. Here's some italicized stuff. In a realm beyond sight, the sky shines gold, not blue. There, the Triforce's might makes mortal dreams come true. So here we're pretty much getting like the Triforce exists, kind of where it exists, and how people have been searching for it for time unknown, mm -hmm. trying to get to it, so that way they can uh, get their wish granted. And it it says that the Triforce and the goddesses that brought the Triforce came from the skies, which I'm not entirely sure, but it might, you know, be something about Skyward Sword and I think that's how right. it was up in the sky and right, again right. might be going back to that and the next Breath of the Wild. Some more cool artwork. Man, the artwork in this is very cool. So then our next title is The Imprisoning War mm -hmm. and this essentially tells the story about how Ganon uh, tried to get the Triforce and these 
wise men, these seven wise men in the Knights of Hyrule, they ordered them to seal the entrance to the Golden Land where the where the Triforce was. Seal it! Sometimes you gotta seal it up. Yeah. And the, and the issue for this is because the Triforce, it can't distinguish between good and evil. It just does what is in the hearts of the people that hold the Triforce. Ah, okay. So just kind of democratic magic here that just goes with whatever... Uh, Whatever holds it. Yeah, very neutral, it neutral. Neutral. Neutral, neutral. Um, yeah. And there's this big old war called the Imprisoning War. And then we come down to the coming of the wizard. Um, he's looking creepy. We meet the wizard in A Link to the Past. Agonim. Agonim. Um, he has a cool picture. And then we finally get to the prologue. One night, a girl's voice awakens you from your sleep. Help me. My name is Zelda. I'm in the castle dungeon. And this sounds, she telepathically pleads, this sounds just like the beginning of the game, right? Where you're like sleeping and you hear a voice and it's raining outside. Yeah. the Keep scrolling through this prologue. I did my homework and read through this already uh, mm. and noticed that essentially- Passive aggressive uh, jab. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really interesting, so mm-hmm. this again, giving you lots of information, you know, once you're here on your quest as a legendary hero, it's going to walk, like if you read this whole thing, it walks you through what you're supposed to do. It gives you your assignment. It even tells oh. you kind of what the first few, I don't know, hours of the game are actually going to be like and what you're, where you're going and what you're trying to Very do. Very cool. Yeah, so you can see this as you scroll through here. It's going to tell you you're trying to, you know, get some uh, uh, pendants of courage. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get – it might be a little further on in here. Yeah, but. Well, it's telling you how to set up your character right now and how to view the maps and the subscreens and stuff like that. Yeah, really, uh, the real exciting stuff. That using you're here the for. controller, but oh. we have some new actions for Link in this game, which is really exciting. So first off, he can walk and attack in all eight directions. Mm-hmm. He can leap down off of things. So mm-hmm. there's, but they got rid of the jump. So there's no, there's no way to make Link jump. You can only, he can only jump at certain spots. Oh, when you say got rid of, you're referring to the second game. The game you love, yes. The game that I. <laughs> Right. That, uh, okay. See, I really only compare this to the first one because, you know, it's like a souped up version of the first one. But yeah, they have gotten rid of the jump, which, you know. Because it's totally top down. You're not going to go into that side scroll thing. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that they're not the jump here. Yeah. Um, you know, they easily bring it back in Link's Awakening. Um, so they could have had it, but it really doesn't affect the gameplay. No, I don't think what so. A perfect game. Um, running and hitting objects. You can throw pots, which is probably the best thing to do on on an angry day. Because this is the first game where you start destroying pots, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to get a swim in this game. You're going to get to charge in this game. Um, I was reading when it tells you when you get the Pegasus boots. I don't know if you knew this. You can actually crash into walls to knock them down. So instead of using bombs on some of the walls. Oh, my gosh. I've never tried that. So that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'm really excited to try that. You got a flute that is actually an ocarina. So, we're, you know, we're just going through here. It's showing you a bunch of the map and showing you a bunch of your items. Kind of cool. And then it gets into heroic equipment. So there are three key pieces of equipment that you'll use as a hero. So you have your sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are four power levels to the sword. You start off level one. Four? Four, yeah. The master sword is only level two. You can actually get two additional levels on top of that. Because you get the guys to ding, 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 the get smitties. up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 
Next is the shield. There are three levels of the shield. Cool. So at first you can only block like basic rocks and things. And eventually you mm -hmm. can like reflect beams like a mirror shield. Oh. And then lastly you have oh, your right. armor. Yeah, so you, you start out that. with your green cloth tunic. But eventually you get the blue mail and the red mail, which is just like from the uh, first game. Where you get the rings in that case, but it changes the color. The same thing happens here. Is that blue or green to you? That looks blue to me. Okay. I'm a little blue-green colorblind. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, you're also going to get the Pegasus shoes, which allows you to dash around everywhere. Cool. You're going to get the Power Glove and the Titan's Mitt. I love how the Power Glove here, and you had the, you had a Power Glove for the NES. Oh, man. That, thing that looks, looks like the Power so Glove. Cool, right? But it has a zero function. You're going to be able to swim around with the Zora's flippers. I like So swimming. we're going to get to see a new uh, a new species here with the Zora, which is really exciting. One that will be mm. then kind of around, well, a, a friendly rate. You know, you see them as bad you guys in the first game. Guys. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to see them come back and be, I guess, neutral in this game. Mm -hmm. um, and then for those of you that haven't played the game, uh, I will say we will probably be spoiling things as we go along here. I don't think this is like, like necessarily Oh, yeah, spoilers, uh, spoilers for days. So there's a dark world that you will be going in and out of over time, and the moon pearl is the thing you have to get in order to not be transformed when you go into the dark world. Correct. So you don't turn into a bunny rabbit. They tell you how to save the game, which isn't, you know... Oh, there's Link sitting here by a tree... All worn out. These are some good, uh, good drawings. You know the way that Link looks here is the way that he looks in um, the comics that they put in Nintendo Power. Oh yeah. And also that horrible animated uh, show where he goes, uh, "Excuse me, princess," or something like that. Why they give him a voice? I know. Just don't. Let he could have just been talk. the silent protagonist. I mean, that's that's a lot of animators would have their hands full with those. It was, his expressions. So you get some fairies, you get some magical power, which is something that is that carries over from the second Zelda. So yeah, so you'll be able to cast some different spells and things like that in this game. You're also uh, going to be able to get different potions and things like that to refill your ant. And it's they're bringing back heart containers. Although mm -hmm. this is the first game where you get the where you have to collect pieces of the heart. Ah. So in the first two, fun. they were full heart containers everywhere you went. Cool. Yeah. There's also the 20 rupee, which is new for this game. Big money. Uh, we only had the one and the five. Big money. In the past. You get a fortune teller in this game that will give you hints. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And I, they also heal your wounds, uh -huh. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Telling you about the pond of happiness. I'm just kind of scrolling through this stuff. Am I going too fast? Dungeon knowledge. And so here in this section, they give you an entire breakdown of thinking about how to approach dungeons, how to think about dungeons. Mm -hmm. They let you know that, you know, dungeons have an evil dungeon keeper that's going to be in every labyrinth. Um, and what your first goal is, is to collect the three pennants. So the first one is courage. The next one is power. And the third one is wisdom. And those actually align with the pieces of the Triforce, Triforce. canonically. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like it says right here, to simplify things, I will refer to such places as the underground labyrinths, the tower, and the inside of the sanctuary as dungeons. So we have now established dungeons, which we will basically use in every game until Breath of the Wild to describe all of these things. Right. And we found that we get shrines. That's the... And then we get shrines, we get shrines. as of Breath of the Wild. And yep. the... Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> I always call them that. Oh, because that's like a Harry Potter thing. That is a Harry Potter thing, yeah. They, yeah. I think they dropped around the same time, if that makes sense. 
Uh, yeah, what yeah. are they? Ma- majestic beasts in Breath of the Wild? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. The treasure chest and dungeon items. You get the map. Um, you, a map in a dungeon is a good thing. You get the compass. And you get the big key. And so these are all being brought back from the first Zelda mm-hmm. uh, besides the big key. The big key, there wasn't oh, like right. a dungeon key you had to, to find. Get a key to get into the yeah. main boss. Um, I, you know, the compass I could give or take. If I were speed running, I definitely would avoid. I mean, and by speed running, I mean trying to beat the game quickly. I don't think that I'll ever be a competitive speed runner. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. I would just avoid the compass because you're just wasting a key to get into a room to get a compass, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, if you haven't played the game before, that's a super people, helpful thing. People are here for your opinion, so they appreciate that. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Great. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> all right. So this they give you some more information. of the map, how like, to use a map. Which, again, if you haven't ever played the game, is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, got some pots you can break, keys and doors, fragile walls. You can also try to knock down such walls with a dash attack. I had no idea. I know. I'll play this game for this long. and never I know. Never... It's fun. I wonder if we're going to learn anything else. Uh, we also learn about crystal switches, uh, which if you played these games, this got introduced in this game. Uh, and they're the things that make the blue and red uh, different squares uh, lift up and down out of the ground, kind of like um, pylons. Mm-hmm, they're little barricades. You can't barricades. get over them. Um, That's a way to put it. Link is a fearless warrior with an incredible skill set, but can't hop or climb over small barricades. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as Ben always says... Yeah, what do you say? You're good at some stuff, or I say uh, everyone has their skill sets. Everyone has their skill sets. That's a that's a fun way for Ben to say, "I'm not good at that. Please do it for me." Or, "You're not good at that. Please let me do that for you." That is correct. <laughs> it is a fun way to say it. I'm not it even is. being facetious. Um, it's this is two pictures of Link falling down holes, I love which it. is just ah, boop, boop. a little blink it makes at the end. Yeah, what's what does he sound like in Breath of Blood? Kind of similar uh, to this one. Those are really good sounds. Yeah, it is. So now, uh, in this last little bit here, they are going to tell us about every single item in the game. Wow! And we're not going to go through. We're not going to go through all this. Absolutely not. But uh, the I think some of the ones that will become staples are things like the hookshot. Yeah. The hookshot definitely becomes like a a staple across the way. I really love. It's either in Skyward Sword or. I think it's in Skyward Sword where you get the where you get to Spider-Man with the dual hook shots. Oh wow! I don't remember that at all. But it's either that or that I think in, awesome. in Twilight. Twilight Princess. Princess and Skyward Sword kind of blend together. They do for me as in well. In my mind, yeah, yeah. You, you for played sure. them with the same controller, yeah. and uh, they came out both when I was in college. So then in Chapter Ten, it says your quest begins, and it's gonna walk you through. And this is the part I was talking about earlier. It walks mm. you through the first part, and it it kind of tells you like. What to do, like get to the sanctuary, um, you know, go east to the temple over there, get the boots, talk to the old man, like all this kind of stuff. So um, they really kind of walk you through the first the first part of the game, telling you where to go, uh, which is nice because, you know, we have the, the advantage of uh, foresight and having done this like a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were just kind of, you know, getting dropped into this, it, it's, it's all right here on how to first get started with the game. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. And a brief bestiary. Oh, that's cool. So you get the original artwork uh, for these bad guys. The Stelphos Knight, which is the skeleton with shoulder pads, a shield, and a sword. 
a ball and chain trooper, which could have had a cooler name if you ask me, as what he sounds like. He's an armored. Uh, and this is kind of funny. So they named their mummies Gibdos, and I wonder if that's just like a like I wonder if that is a like Japanese word. Like Gibdo is like a Japanese word. Well, everything is singular, so I think it's Gibdos. Oh, soft S. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so like maybe two would be Gibdos. But why not like a mummy? Right, after calling it the ball and chain trooper. trooper. You'd think, yeah. Geldman. So we see our Hinocks here, which are the Cyclops characters, which uh -huh. we'll eventually see in a much different oh, form. that's the same character from Breath of the Wild. Correct, and speaking of Hinoxes, mom just beat her first Hinox like two weeks ago. Oh, I'm so proud of you, mom. I know, it was it's great. All about that, it's all about that bow and arrow. So the Geldman Mom, is call same... me when you hear this part to show <laughs> that you actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> Wow, really putting her on blast. We'll keep you updated to see if she calls us. Um, the Geldman is a Sandman, and Geld is the is gold in German. That's great. Moving oh, on, or is money in German and comes from gold? Yeah, so moving on. From color. The, from you what? You don't like my linguistics input? So you got a Snapdragon, which is just this freaky looking Venus flytrap thing with legs that's mm -hmm. coming for you with a giant set of teeth. A Helmosaur, which looks like a little dinosaur with a helmet. We got our Wizrobes back. The Wizrobes are back, and that's all they give you. And, and then there's a warranty and service information. So the warranty and service information says, hardware only to expedite authorization. Just kidding. I'm not going to read. You were supposed to stop me there, Ben. I was going to let you go. Wow. I was going to see gonna how far you would go. go. And that's it. Uh, so what are you most looking forward to with A Link to the Past? Well, I played it a year ago, and it was a lot of fun, but I gotta say, it's kind of a pain in the butt playing alone, because I don't like to keep track of where I am or how to navigate the map, so I'm really looking forward to playing it with you so that I don't have to spend so much brain energy trying to figure out what to do next, because I just love getting into the dungeons and trying to solve puzzles sure, and sure. beat up bad guys. That's just my jam in, the, in this game. It's so much fun. It's kind of like how I'm home right now playing Link's Awakening, mm -hmm. and you just sitting there in the room with me. You're like, oh yeah, you just got to go that way. Oh, yeah. yeah, just go, just go to that. You gotta, I'm you gotta do this very over familiar here. with Link's Awakening. And it is nice. It's nice just to have somebody kind of be like, I will, I will guide you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, totally. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Um, well, you know, I had, I had tried to convince Patrick to let us try and beat the game without collecting any heart containers to try and make it interesting. <laughs> and I decided that that would just end up. I'm the producer, right? So <laughs> I decided that this would just end up be me editing out us dying all the time. And so I said no. But hey. Maybe we could make it a Patreon goal years down the road sure. to play the game that way. With just like three hearts. And we'll only get better at these games. That's the goal, at least. <laughs> I guess, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but I that mean, certainly is the goal. I'm excited to play this again because this was the first game that you and I probably really played together. Mm -hmm. The first Zelda game that we probably really like played co -op, together. Co-op, right. sit down. You know, going through it. Um, and just trying to re-experience that and think about that and, and playing it in, in a new way. I'm, I'm all about recently the idea of like self-concept and when I normally play video games, like who am I versus when we play for the podcast, like who am I? Right. Oh. And trying to like tap back into like, right. Like who were we when we played these the first time and trying to like yeah. rethink that and approach it in that way for the like joy and excitement that mm -hmm. like come with that a lot of times. Back when, back in the day, you know, you 
cut down every bush hoping to find a secret and, the, and those kind of things. And you were young yeah. and unfamiliar with it and you had your imagination and your whole life ahead of you and didn't have an incredible amount of debt and Whoa. oh did getting, i get too serious getting, we should we getting should, deep here on the podcast we should have a sound effect for season two when i get too serious <laughs> maybe oh we'll figure that out we'll figure that out well i guess uh okay the instructional booklet's read let's uh let's call it a day and start playing tomorrow i think that sounds great patrick all right Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our in-betweener episode of Hyrule Podcasters. Have a good one. Next time we talk to you, we will be linking to the past. Thanks, everybody. See y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Hyrule Podcasters. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hyrule Podcasters and on Twitter at Hyrule Podcaster. As always, this episode was produced by Patrick, and we'd like to thank Lieutenant Headtrip for our awesome theme. Additionally, if you'd like to directly support us, you can head over to our Patreon page. Patreons get early access to episodes, access to our private Discord server, and more. Links to everything can be found in the show notes. And be sure to rate and review us in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Odd Conduit Media.